Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, children of all ages, rabbits, hares, tortoises, to another episode of Unqualified Observers. I am one of your two hosts, Thomas Stimson. And I'm Kellum Metcalf. Welcome to everyone joining us. Happy to be here with y'all. Yeah, love to have you. Uh, we're going to continue our series on Fear Street. This time we're going to go into 1978. And anybody listening that happened to accidentally click on our podcast looking for Anna Ferris's podcast, please stay. <laughs> I, want, I want you to know. Yeah. We this have a, a good one. Yeah, Thomas and I have a, have a theory that that a lot of our clicks are coming from people who think that they're trying to find and qualified by Anna Ferris and those downloads still spend, baby. So click away. Click away. Yeah. And I'd like to say to, to our new listenership in Canada, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> India, Denmark, Germany, we all love you too. Always yep. shout you out. Can't do it without you. Yep. Uh, and so, like I said, we started off, we broke down the first movie in the Fear Street trilogy. Now we're going to break down the second movie. Uh, while the first one was much more of a uh, like 90s slasher, kind of like Scream, uh, this, this new one is all... Even though it's 78, it's all 80s slashers, baby. It's all Friday the 13th, Nightmare on the Street, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you feel about it? Like the overall, just before we got started, like were you excited so, for this new one? I I liked I liked things about it. I think that um, I was more, I mean, I had a similar experience of like hating like fucking everybody in this film. Um, but like, I, like, I, I'm certain that they, it makes sense that they're writing these characters to be intentionally unlikable because they're going to kill them. And if they're like super likable, it makes it less fun to watch them get murdered. So I get it. But it's still part of these movies that I'm like, but they suck. I'm like, but they, oh, but, yeah. they're, but they're but they're bad characters. I um, will say this, yeah. in my opinion, they kill more innocent people, more like people that yeah. are bad in this. Yeah, movie. yeah. There was a that I did find it interesting. Um, the idea of like 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 where they like, well we'll 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 get into it. We'll get into it a little bit further on. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there was there there was some interesting things. I don't know that I liked it more than uh the first one i didn't like it less um well that's yeah. good i mean that's a positive if you can go yeah. like, usually when you watch the second of a trilogy it's either a vast improvement on the first or it's a terrible like digression from the first and i'm, I'm excited because this might be a trilogy where all three actually are solid they actually yeah have, uh to hold your interest yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so much as like, yeah, better or worse. It was just like that was a movie and this is also a movie. It's kind of like how I feel about them. They're both films. Are my, are my is my assessment of the of the series so far. I think that's a safe assessment. And yeah. uh, speaking of since it is a film, let's let's get into it a little bit. So, yeah. Uh by the way again, ladies and gentlemen, this with the like the first one, this is a complete spoiler review. So please if you want to not be spoiled or know what happens, you then gotta... why are you here? Then why are you at a review podcast? Yeah. Then, then please watch it or just know before you watch the movie that we're going to talk about the vast yeah. majority of it. Yeah. And I would recommend watching it, but like, you know, most horror movies, it's not, you don't show up for surprises. You show up just to watch people get murdered. So us telling right. you about this won't change you being able to watch that happen. Yeah. But well, basically how this one starts out was that what we ended in 1994 with, 
uh, Sam being possessed and Dana and Josh are going to try to figure out a way to save her. Mm, so yeah. now it's uh, we pick up and it's right where we left off in the last one. Only this time we're with Britta, who is uh, actually Gillian Jacobs, and she is playing Steve Berman, the one lone survivor from the Camp Nightwing massacre. And she is basically the epitome of a crazy person to me. Like when I, can, about- I, I gotta say though, like so in her first scene where she so like the, the, the first scene it's it's like they have she's got like all these like alarms set up to like check locks and things and like as a person with OCD that was like oh yeah what a great system like that way like oh okay I know this is the time that I go and I have to I have to lock my door and unlock it and lock it again to make sure that I know that it, like it, it there was an element of that that I was like yeah this makes sense this is good this is this yeah. is smart this is what you gotta do except that if you're that OCD about it, I don't care if your dog's barking or not, or if another alarm goes off, you're not going to stop before you fully checked all the locks and things. But that, like Kellen says, when we say there are alarm clocks in this woman's room, I want you to know that in her living room, she has at least 200 alarm clocks. It's a lot of and clocks. every one of them has a little label underneath it to tell her what the alarm is for. Like, hey, this is to feed your dog. Hey, this is to lock the doors. Hey, this is to eat dinner. Hey, this is to smoke a cigarette, whatever the case is. And I, that's why I'm like, you you really are that crazy that you can't have like one or two of us so have to be an alarm for every single thing. I couldn't deal with it. But basically, we you know, she feeds her dog. You realize that she's been doing this for over 5,000 days. And yeah, of course, she's, you know, she's got it like on her calendar. And it's like listed like in the days since. So, yeah, that's how we get and, that. And since she uh, was distracted by her dog and the alarm going off when she was checking locks, she left one of her windows open. So now I'm already thinking, well, then you're going to die. But yeah, un- you know, instead of dying, it's uh this is how I know that this movie is fake and completely fake. I don't know a single black person, let alone two, that can just crawl into a paranoid white person's house and not get shot in the face. But uh somehow that's what happens. Brita or I, I just I just don't get it. Like I never understand that where it's like, oh, there's here's this person that we don't know, that we super don't know, that probably has like an amount of trauma in their life. And like we're just gonna kind of roll through <laughs> and like yeah. have, like on what not level even, not even just like casually like knock on the door hey it's people that called you like just try to walk up and open her front door and then when that doesn't work shine a flashlight through every window and try to open every window it's like what you're lucky you did not get killed but essentially uh c berman decides that she uh she's like it's knife and is ready to attack the intruder uh, but it ends up just being Dana and Josh, and they're like, no, you have to help us. You're the only one. And a scene that makes no sense, C. Berman, who's survived this horrible traumatic event and refuses to have anybody like remotely around her that is involved in this, is like, okay, cool. If you tie your possessed friend up in my bathroom, then you can come inside and we'll talk to you. Like, yeah, what? like – like I saw this, so like like my notes, like immediately, like my my first note is uh, I still want Dina to die because I'm still just like super not into like whatever is happening there. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know no, what it is. No, I just no, but she well, might. Well, <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, she might, but like uh, I I don't know. I don't. Yeah, but like yeah. My next my next note is I would not have helped. Like a super like yes like how have you like this is be- like you you have been like a, a solid solitary survivor for years like twenty years and 
this is the straw that broke your back? It was like, oh, but they asked for help. Yeah, they showed up. They actually believe me. Like, that's not how that works. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I guess I guess that maybe, like, this is the first time since, like, all this stuff that, that is about <laughs> that we're going to see happen to her happens to her. Like, this is the first time since that happened that it's been like, no, this is happening. That like is and it, you also oh. like it, it's important to point out that that so you get um you see like the the note that uh that the the police officer in the last movie that he he left a note saying it's happening again at somebody's house and you yeah. see this note is put up on her wall so this is the person that the police officer let know like hey shit's getting whack which again it's like because i was wrong i thought that, that he went to dina's house but it was you're right it was not dina's house it was clearly uh c berman's house and what bugs me is if you like because obviously this this sheriff uh his name is nick he uh he knows what's going on so my thing is retroactively why didn't you believe the kids when they told you in the in the police station the first time like what you if you witnessed and saw all of this happen yeah but we'll analyze it further because did he really see everything? Not really, actually. We'll talk about it. So, yeah. uh, essentially, uh, C. Berman decides to start talking and telling the story of what happened at Camp Nightwing to Josh and Dina, so that way they can see if maybe there's something that they can pick up on to help them finish the mission. At which point, we flash back. It's actually 1978 now. We got a whole cast of new characters, and we're going to be living with them for the vast majority of this movie. So let's run down a couple of them. So that way we can know. So the first character we're going to meet is Ziggy. She is uh, one of the two Berman sisters. She's the redhead. She is the girl season two that plays Maxine, who uh, I like her as an actress. She's really good. But... Yeah, I, they're really trying to get these these stranger kid things, kids like yeah, into the stuff. Of... Like they had Maya Hawk last time and they've got they got Sadie Sink now. It's, it, it, uh, makes me cool. think, yeah. it makes me think these kids are going to, it's going to be like the Goonies or something. Everybody from this show is going to end up being like, oh my, later. you know that Netflix is like waiting on pins and needles for the moment that they can like remake Goonies, like that they can do their own Goonies. Like, you know, you know that they yeah. have it like all cast out. And yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. uh, essentially like, so then we're going to meet what I would like to say are four non-consequential characters. Essentially there's going to be a queen bee, Whose name uh, is like irrelevant? I'm gonna Sheila. Her that. Sheila. Sheila. Okay, Sheila. The she yeah. devil. Sheila the she devil. Yeah. And then oh, Becky but... and Annie are her yeah. her two. And then uh, and then Kurt. Yeah. Kurt, I believe is the yes, guy. yes. So so it's like it, it begins with um, they're um, chasing the, uh, yeah, they're, they're chasing like, yeah. We actually open yes, it with. yeah, and you don't know what from you don't know what's going on and then she's turning behind her to get a look and when she comes back this dude kurt clotheslines like this girl who's probably like 14 and he's clearly like a 17 year old man like, i don't I, think it was kurt that did that but but it but it is yes it was it was okay. kurt comes late, later but yes. oh you're right yeah was, you're right you're right yeah. you're right that was it was a uh, young will good was, okay. was the character that did that yeah and so he yeah. is I'm, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I know I was born in 1990 and I grew up in a different time, but like you don't full on clothesline girls in the face at any age. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's. 
typically like, seen as bad. She fell to the ground, had the wind knocked out of her, and like clearly her nose was broken. And they were like, yeah. "Nah, that's totally acceptable behavior." And then yeah. on top of that, when like Sheila and all them show up, they're like, "All right, let's tie her up with a rope." So they hog tie her and drag her to this tree that you know they claim Sarah Fear was hanged from. And like, "All right, we're gonna hang her, and then we're gonna start burning her with this lighter and stuff." And they're like, "What?" What are we? What am I watching? Like what? Like, yeah, see, yeah, and the kid, yeah, yeah, and, and like the, the kids, kids like, yo, like, hey, uh, this maybe is super not cool. this like, is not like cool. And this is this like always happens, and I'm like, fucking yeah, this, like <laughs> this is the same issue I had with Samantha. Okay, you don't get yeah. to be like, yeah, let's go beat this little girl up and then tie her up and like hang her from this tree and beat her up. But, oh, no, you're going to burn her now? No, 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 we didn't sign up for this. Bro, you already signed up for it. You didn't know. Also, there's, like, four of them that are like, hey, maybe let's not do this. And she's like, no, I've decided to, and therefore we will. Like, why isn't anyone like, hey, this is, like... (laughs) I'm I'm not trying to, like, re-gender roles or stereotypes, but I'm sorry. The person that is killing is a lady and there's the guy that just knocked out this other girl is standing there you're telling me he can't just like bear hug her and be like we're not gonna burn this girl that's not acceptable like you, yeah uh, but anyway that then like uh Kellum said this is when kurt and nick show up nick is played by uh this guy ted sutherland yeah and i did not write kurt's name down because he he's it's not relevant. uh michael provost is the okay. actor who plays yeah they, they burn they burn sam's arm with a lighter she screams these two come out of the woods and they're like yo what the fuck's going on then it's and like earlier they right before this they like find that's another thing about this so i mean i'll circle back around so they, they find like money on uh on ziggy and like i legitimately think that she did steal that this money from from sheila oh and like also did like all of these so like so they they say like you know this is what happened like you know she stole the money and like she had this money on her and like all of this stuff and uh then kurt is like okay you're out of here like you've you've gotten like this is your fifth strike which is a lot of strikes it's a lot of strikes it's, like it's three strikes and you're out not five yeah. and by the way he points out that these strikes are not like casual things like oh you cussed at somebody or you you know no it's like you graffitied the entire like buildings you yeah. uh did she, what else did she do she, she like, said uh, something on fire or something yeah like, so, I don't know. uh lit the bathroom on fire yeah she uh did something else like and stole a bunch of stuff from like one of the department things and stuff it's like oh yeah she like released all the crickets in the something like, um bedrooms now that one's a that's a mild like teenage prank to release right it somewhere but like lighting things on fire that's not a casual like that's a you're going home i'm calling your parents and then yeah. on top of that which i don't understand either so nick who i'm so kurt is like just the lovable idiot like just the, oh he looks good but he's is so he like, i don't know so about dumb. lovable oh he's no like... i mean i mean for like white america like he's definitely like tom brady or just like the star quarterback that everybody lets get away with everything yeah and okay is actually a horrible terrible person but yeah. for whatever reason like he's perceived as like the good guy okay and yeah. uh and he's like no you're gone i'm gonna have to send you home we're not putting up with any more of your shit and then and sadie's like i'm sorry these four people just like hung me and burned me and did all this stuff he's like yeah and i'm gonna get to them in a second are you are you really kurt yeah, this doesn't seem like it. And the only reason that Sadie doesn't get kicked out of the camp is because Nick points out, like, well, hey, man, if like we call, send her home, her parents are going to ask why she got burned. 
And I'm sorry, Kellum, but if you get burned, it leaves a scar. So when that person goes back home, they're still going to ask what happened to that burn. Right, right, there. right like, yeah. Like, and what's to stop Sadie from just being like, hey, police officers at Camp Nightwing, these four kids hung me up from a tree and tried to burn me. Here's the wound, everything. I'm just like, it, yeah. It's yeah. That's, that's beyond. But that's also, you know, it's 1978. So I guess since we weren't alive yet, we're supposed to believe that that was just like the way things went. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't say it wasn't because it wasn't there. And uh, so at this point, like Nick is, you know, bringing Sadie back to the camp, basically, and we're gonna leave that scene. And now we're gonna meet two new characters. Uh, we're gonna meet a character whose name is Cindy Berman. She is the older yes. Berman sister. She is uh, Ziggy's big sister. Her. She is played by actor uh, Emily Rudd. And you meet her boyfriend, whose name is Thomas Slater. So you know, obviously, I liked him immediately. Uh, he is played by. I can't believe this is a person's first name. Yeah, yeah, but... McCabe Sly. Yeah. like no, 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 no shade to this gentleman, but it's just it's 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 one of those names where you're like, sir, <laughs> sir, is your name yeah. McCabe Sly? Yeah, I, I I saw that and I was like, okay. Yeah, but, he's he, uh, he's given off some major patents and energy in in this. Uh, yeah, they're both very much like the goody two shoes. Don't try to curse, like. They kiss each other and it's very sweet. And then Tommy tries to grab Cindy's butt and she's like, Hey, we talked about this. And it's like, I'm sorry. I, you know, that was inappropriate. And I'm just like, what? I don't, horny 17 year olds don't generally behave that way. But I, I don't know. I wasn't regardless. The, yeah. The goody two shoes. Uh, and you learn about like this moss stuff that won't come off the, in the outpost and the outhouse is stuck on. Yeah. Me. It's, it's the same stuff that like when <laughs> uh, the car accident from the, the first movie when uh when sam gets out of the car and there's all this like red moss it's that same it's the same moss they're cleaning out the out like the bathrooms and it's like come up through all of everything yes yeah and so at this point uh we figure sadie or sadie excuse me uh cindy and tommy are saying all oh, it's gonna take forever to clean the outhouse like where are the other two people who are supposed to be helping us do all this so what happens next is that uh you get Cindy and you get Tommy and they're like trying to look for the other people that should be helping him out. So that's when you're going to meet my two favorite characters in this movie. And that's going to be Alice played by Ryan Simpkins and Arnie played by Sam Brooks. And I love them both because they are the perfect eighties stereotype cliches. Alice is a punk rock, super cool chick uh, who has gray hair dye and like short, like pixie cut. And I'm like, gray hair dye wasn't a thing until the 2010s, but okay. And uh, Arnie is basically like your super dude bro, stoner, yeah, chill like guy. I don't know how else to describe him. Yeah, I, yeah. I he's, was like, oh, yeah. If you've gone to they, camp, you know this man. And honestly, like these two are the exact characters I was waiting to meet in this movie. I was like, you're a campsite like horror movie. How, yeah. how do these two characters not exist? Yeah, they, then, they are, they are every trope. Like, the first shot is of them having sex in the cabin, and then, like, Cindy walks in and is like, oh, my God, and then, like, they immediately, like, oh, you're man, and then they, actually, you know, start smoking a joint, and yeah. To me, what I love even more perfect, they didn't even stop. They were just like, oh, hey, what's up, guy? And then they yeah. finished, and then they were like, let's just start smoking weed right now, and she's like, I can't believe you guys are smoking marijuana. And this is Cindy, by the way, because Tommy is yeah. not walking in on them being creepy. Yeah. And uh, basically, you learn that Alice and uh, Arnie used to be cool with Cindy, and then she snitched on them for. And 
Uh, Alice hates Cindy now, basically, and refuses to do anything Cindy wants her to do because why does she have to? Yeah. And uh, that basically, that you, you want to get introduced to the characters. You can meet who they are. You kind of know who they are. And then there's going to be two other, well, three technically, if you want to include Kurt, but I didn't. So two other counselors or characters that I think are going to be relevant that you're going to meet very shortly. Because basically after this happens, you're just kind of going around the camp, meeting characters, getting ready for this thing they're going to do called the Color War. And mm. the two characters that I wrote down that I like are Gary and Joan. So Gary is played by Drew Sheed, who is from the uh, Halloween remake from 2018. And I don't know where Joan's from, but she is played by Jackie Vene, V-E-N-E, just in case I'm not pronouncing that right. And uh, she, basically, she's like the ultra hippie flower child, free love, weed. It's all good. We tried our best you know, A plus for effort. And, uh, and Gary is just like, I don't know, the one normal person. Like, I feel like all his reactions in this movie are what, if any of us were in this situation would do. Yeah. Yeah. Gary is like, you've seen Gary in every like, um, kind of, uh, uh, frat pack movie of the early 2000 like that that character has been in all of it he's like you know he's like the bigger guy you know he's it's 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 yeah he's, he's like he's yeah, this character like this guy is actually like what i would say is like the bigger like fun love like, like happy-go-lucky like kind of character like he doesn't yeah. he's not there to cause any friction or issues he's yeah. you know he's there to make friends and be cool and be likable and he's also there to spoilers get killed because let's just call a spade yeah yeah I, I it should be it's important to state that like a lot of like i mean this is so we heard about this uh this massacre the nightwing can't nightwing massacre like in the last movie so you know going into it like there's gonna be a body count like it's gonna yeah. be yeah and they, they said that the only, there was only one survivor so you're already anticipating like only one person's making it out of this. And on top of that, what I really liked about the first one, 94, is they didn't reveal the killer's name. They didn't show you his face. So you don't know yeah. who in the movie is actually going to end up being the killer. I'm fairly certain it's not a lady, only because uh, like the physicality of the killer in 94 suggests a yeah. male. But, hey, you never know, because possession works mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, so now, basically, now that we kind of know all the characters that are going to matter, in my opinion... Um, Ziggy is going to go to the nurse's station because she needs to try to get that burn. Yeah. And of course, like in any typical fashion, like there's the nurse is not there. So instead Ziggy's like stumbles across this like weird witchy book that has uh, stuff about Sarah fear in it. And then the nurse comes back in and Hey, guess what? This whole town connects to itself, like all within itself. Cause the nurse is the mother of Ruby lane. Yeah. Who is the, you know, 1965 killer who, you know, killed themselves and used a straight razor and was chasing after Simon and stuff in the last movie. Yeah. And she's, you know, you can clearly tell that something's wrong with her. Something's off. She's just being all weird and awkward. And Sadie asked her about uh, Sarah Fear and the witch's mark and all that kind of stuff. And she's uh, the witch, or the, sorry, the witch, the nurse, Nurse Lane, is essentially kind of gets into a trance and then, you know, tells Sadie, oh, never worry, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and, and go. And yeah. Uh, basically, you're just like, okay, something, something's definitely going on here. Yeah, and but, it's like established that that Ziggy and the nurse are like tight, like that they like, they've yeah. like, yeah. 
And at this point, it's also established that Cindy and Ziggy, who are sisters, are super not tight. Like they, yeah. they don't, they're not close at all. Not at all. And uh, essentially, Sadie is heading back to her bunk. They're going to get ready to start doing color wars and, you know, do all that kind of stuff and have fun. <clears throat> and at this point, you know, you really kind of get further introduced to the character of Nick and to Kurt and to all these people and like, you know, the sunny side. Our Sunny Vale versus Shady Side split yeah. goes through to the camp and everything like that. Yeah, uh, it's the same. It's the same thing we saw in the last movie. Too. I mean, it's it's the whole like they're they're doing like this this color war thing, which hey, bad bad. You might you might as well call it like skin fight. Like it's yeah. it's not a yeah. it's not a good like name for things. Um, but it's it's like you know the the Sunny Siders wear red and the uh, Sunny Vale wears red and the Shady Siders wear blue and there it's like a capture the flag thing and you know it's, Essentially it's just, it's that uh, camp it's breeding <laughs> the city stereotypes and classism and uh, you know division between them even further you know yeah. we can't just be like oh we'll just pick a color and y'all can be on whatever team you want no 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 it's like yeah all the poor diverse kids go over here and all the rich kids go over here but it's at this point though that cindy and tommy are in the mess hall getting ready for to like get some food together and all that kind of stuff and cindy like hears noise and sees it like the knife drawer has been opened and so she thinks that tommy's like playing a prank on her or something and it's not tommy it turns out that nurse lane is in there with them and she's just you know it's, she seems very calm, but clearly like lost her mind because she's just casually telling Tommy, "Hey, I saw your name on the list, so I'm you know I'm really sorry about this, but like at the end of the day, either way, you die tonight, so I might as well just go ahead and take care of it." And she pulls this gigantic knife out and tries to just murder the heck out of Tommy. Uh, Tommy's fighting back. You know, Cindy's doing nothing because yeah. it's 1978 and women have no empowerment apparently, and so. You know, Tommy basically is forced to hard shove Nurse Lane off of him, and she like breaks her neck on a bench and dies. I don't and, think she dies. Like she gets oh. wheeled, she gets wheeled out on a on a like she gets knocked the fuck out, but she like gets wheeled out on a cart, like not covered up and like fully like she's like she's like handcuffed. I okay. Think that, yeah. Okay. I interpreted yeah. that as her still being dead because like the way they showed the angle. But you're probably right because you're yeah. right. You didn't cover her up. I was presuming they were like lazy about their job i don't know and so yeah. at this point though uh tommy has a is like has is bleeding from the back of his head he's kind of hurt but they all tell the cops like i don't know what was going on uh tommy's really shooken up about this like he's really yeah. concerned which yeah. is also why I thought that he maybe killed her too because i was like dude i don't know why you're that shooken up if like you didn't kill that lady or yeah you know but i mean i guess i've never had somebody try to actually murder me so maybe i'm just the one that's really being unrealistic here but yeah. uh so essentially cindy's like oh man i feel bad let's try to you know cheer him up or let's do something so she's like well there's got to be a way i can prove that nurse lane like was not telling the truth about tommy that she was you know high or something so they go break into the infirmary to try to find like proof yeah because essentially like like cindy is like anytime i mean same with with I guess anyone who's not like 
a, a shady siders there's like anytime you bring up the witch or anything especially sunny veilers i mean some say shady siders too they're like oh you know it's fake it's not real you know it's garbage and so she's kind of doing the same thing of like oh no like it's it's got to be fake so i have to find what actually like did this like i've got to figure out because there's it's been implied at this point like in her conversations with her sister that you know cindy is trying like wants to get out of shady side and is trying to be incredibly perfect and like do all these things and like you know spend all this money uh, that she doesn't have on clothes to try and like fit in with with sunny veilers because she's trying to get out of shady side like that's so she does yeah. these things to kind of yeah which is what you kind of which is why you feel like she's starting to like maybe been ostracized from the community like and from her yeah. friends because she is like better than they are and all this yeah like kellum says it's very much like anytime something happens all the sunny bailers want to like like knock it off as coincidence or something like that or it's, it's just the shady siders are crazy like it's it's yeah. just them that's how they are they're bad yeah and so uh basically while tommy and cindy break into the pharmacy the pharmacy the uh infirmary they discover the book and they find a couple like a bottle of pills uh, mm-hmm. at which point they hear some somebody else breaking in and it turns turns out to be Arnie and Alice looking for drugs. Like, which yeah, I could have told you. I was like, they're like, dude, the nurse is gone. Let's go get the drugs before they take them. Like, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, Arnie and Alice, you know, take the book from them. They figure out what's going on. They, and they find that there's a map. And on this map is, you know, Sarah Fear's house and a bunch of X's. So Alice and Arnie being the, you know, fearless ones who want to just have fun and do stuff or like let's go check it out let's not wait till the daytime yeah. and let's just go do it right now so yeah. uh, also they at this point they take the bottle like so uh, cindy has found a bo- an unlabeled bottle of pills it's half it's mostly empty she's like oh this is it this is the drugs got them and they take this bottle and are just like hey we're just gonna take these and mm-hmm. Like the note that I had written down was like, did no one understand drug interactions like in the seventies? Because like, yeah, they're they're Apparently going not. through, they're taking these, they're like, oh, I don't know what this is. Like they read the pill, and then they're like, like Arnie's like, hmm, that sounds familiar, but I can't think of think of what it is. And like at one point, he's like, I'm not feeling anything. So so uh, Alice is like, I'll oh, take another one. I'm like, that's, that's fucking. That's not how. <laughs> like yeah. I've I've yeah. I know myself have been in bad situation very bad situations from being like oh this is fine more more will fix and yeah. it never does yeah. like it's don't do that do people not know about like time release time lapses time releases yeah all these things like i remember we're not gonna get into specifics <coughs> but i remember excuse me i remember kellum vividly being oh, like man. oh i found this i think i'm gonna try this i don't know what it is i'm not really sure Let's just test. It. Let's see what it is. And then Kellum had the worst day of his life. For like yeah, it was a bad hours. time. You, like, you know how you, you know how you do things when you're like 19, 20, 21, and then like you just are like, I'm fine, I'm invincible. And then like your next sixteen hours are hell. Like, yeah, don't do don't do things like don't do things like this, kids. Don't don't, don't take yeah. things you don't know what they are. And that's exactly what yeah. Alice and Arnie. That's what this is again, though, which is why I love them because yeah. they're stupid. Like yeah, I, I just feel them. like. Like watching these guys, I was like, "Yeah, these are the dudes I would have hung out with, like in high school." Like, but also, like, I would have been like, "These guys are gonna like, I don't know, like, yes, they would be the people that I would hang out with, also." But they just have gonna die in a horror movie written all over them. Oh yeah, I mean, like, this is this is definitely. 
I saw this and I was like looking at all these counselors and stuff and I was just like, man, if this isn't like me and my friends in like good and bad ways in a lot of senses, like, I mean, a lot of the negative traits, some of the people exude, I was like, yeah, that's kind of me. Uh, and like some of the other things people do. Now, I'm not talking about like the excessive bullying or like the trying to kill people and light them on fire or any of that nonsense. But like, uh, I really did relate and think that like these teenagers all suck. And Kellum, if you yeah. remember us in high school, do you think that anybody didn't suck? I was not like, cool. No, no I was not sucked. a cool person. Yeah, we were, we so, were all shitty. Yeah. So that's why I think it's okay that there are terrible people. But yeah. uh at this point, though, so we're gonna leave. We're gonna take a, a moment, a breakaway in the movie. We're gonna leave Alice and Arnie and uh, Tommy and Cindy because Cindy and Tommy are following Alice and Arnie. They're going to the woods to look at Sarah, for Sarah Fair's house and see what's going on. And we cut back now, and it's everybody's gonna get ready and uh, split up teams for color war and do all this kind of nonsense. And essentially, all, all that happens in this scene is that you do find out that Ziggy did only have uh, the nurse to serve for one friend that everybody's blaming her and the nurse for, you know, killing people or doing whatever. And the she-devil, Sheila, has basically played a horrible prank on, quote-unquote prank, on Ziggy. Basically just put, like, like destroyed her bed, ripped and destroyed all the clothes she brought, like, graffitied and, yeah, like, put horrible things on the wall above her bunk, all that kind of stuff. At which point you're like, okay, cool, so none of the adults or counselors or anybody else are, like, you're just going to let that be kind of, like, cool. Like, there are no adults thing. at this camp. There's not a there single no one. one. There's there not no a adults. single one. There's no adults in Fear Street. Like, in the first, yeah. the only adults are, like, the nurse, the cop, and, like, Britta. Like, I mean, there's really no yeah. adults. Like, uh, yeah. and so she basically is trying to devise a way to get back at, uh, at Sheila, and just like you know, destroy her. So she's out doing a bunch of stuff. Now we're cutting back. We get back to Alice and Arnie, and they're all in the woods, dicking around, having a good time, until they finally do stumble across Sarah Fear's house. Well, what they, point, what they say is Sarah Fear's house. Like, yeah, Ooh, we don't know. It. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. That's fair. We don't know, but we do know. There are easily like twenty graves that have been dug out by this house, like, and they yeah. figure that the nurse maybe dig, dug these graves, looking for something. They don't know what she was looking for. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's I think it's important that they're not necessarily graves; they are holes. Like there, there are. I mean, they could be you could construe them as such, but there are just like it, it looks like that from what they can tell from her journal that like she's digging and then marking that she has dug places so she's like looking for something is what they, i will just yeah. say in my personal opinion any hole that can fit a full human-sized alice into could it be is, potential grave it's a potential grave uh i think if you asked any mobster they would all tell you no that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> uh anyway though so alice because she's just the intelligent investigative one you know she's like i would say that she's either the daphne or the fred of the group there is no Scooby because she's the one that has, like does not care. So like, hey, I really sh you shouldn't go down in there. That's like a really scary, dangerous place. And she's like, no, I'm gonna scream at the top of my lungs into this void. It's it's and not a good idea here. though. That's like a bad idea. Like if you're I like, know, oh, it's... this is very clearly like, hey, this is like very clearly there's somebody in this dark, spooky, occult, esoteric like place, and I'm gonna like see what's up. Like that's not like that's not I will, really. I will say. <laughs> couple of things though in my personal opinion 
Arnie and Ellis are high as a kite, bro. Not from the. I mean, hills, yes. But like, Again, so not got, smart, but yeah. <laughs> so you got to understand, like, there are two things that you will know if you watch horror movies. First thing, marijuana makes you don't, you don't experience fear. You just do whatever you feel like doing. Right? Every, yeah. every pothead you've seen in any horror movie is always like, oh, what's that weird creepy noise? Hello? Hey. I've never been irrationally afraid of my mailbox when I've smoked the devil's lettuce. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. It's nothing. And, uh, and so essentially they're like, so she and Arnie are like, yeah, let's, let's jump in here. And then of course, Cindy and Tommy are like, well, we're followers. So we'll, we'll go in there. If you guys are going in there. Yeah. I don't know about you, Kellum, but if like my, I don't care if like we're all hanging out and like, let's say hypothetically Peyton jumps in like a weird, creepy hole. I don't care if it is chronicle and he gets superpowers. I'm not getting that fucking hole with you. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying is when they're like, Oh, I'm just like, Hey, fucking, I'm not, I'm out. Like I'm out. See y'all. Like I'm getting on a bus back to like a Walmart or something. Like no. (laughs) So essentially since since the movie has the movie and they don't do that, they go in there and obviously like at first when Alice first starts saying, I can understand. At the beginning, Alice thinks it's all bullshit anyway, for the most part. And then, like, or at least, like, hey, this happened in the 1600s, but that's not how it is now. This yeah. is all, like, super cool occult shit that people are, like, into. And they find, like, a candle that had, like, just been burned. Like, the wick is still, like, uh, yeah. warm. It's just, like, somebody's been here recently. So somebody set all this weird shit up. So she's thinking that the nurse is, like, a devil worshiper and has been doing all this stuff. So she's like, so I want to find out all this cool stuff. She's already been caught. Like, what's yeah. the deal? Like, all y'all need to stop being scaredy cats. And they come across where, dun, dun, dun. They find the actual, like, flame that we had seen in the first movie. And, like, where, like, Sarah Fear was, like, hanging out by this flame that was lighting yeah, up. Yeah, when, when, um, when C. Berman calls them back and says, like, oh, no, you, you haven't beaten it. Like, that's not how it works. We, you see this image of this flame. And it's, like, kind of set up in this, this weird thing and there are these tablets that have names written on them like we find all of this we find first we find like this big where the flame is sitting is like in the middle of this it's like the this this the witch's symbol or the witch's sign that they talk about that Mm -hmm. this um this book says like is this that you know that the seraphir uh cast the witch's sign into into the earth beneath and, and all this stuff and so they they find this this flame burning there and they find these these tablets and they have like the names written of of everyone who's you know gone crazy and killed people and then the last name on there is that they see is thomas slater and i i wanted to, i do want to point out before this like i because Tommy is the only character that I like in in this movie. Thank you. It's like, like why is only, it the... he's the only good character? Like, and I remember like my two, so I have two like on my notes here. I have like one note that says Tommy seems cool. He's going to die. And then my next note is Tommy Slater is the Nightwing killer. Like it's in a hundred percent. Like I was like, yeah. oh. like and you uh because because they he they doesn't go down. So they're down and they're looking at this like separate area with all this this creepy shit. And, and you know, like yeah, Cindy sees, by himself. Yeah, well, no, so Tommy is I He's think like that Arnie Arnie is back there too. At this no, no, no. Point. Oh so yeah. Not, not just yet, not just yet. So basically yeah. how kind of how it breaks down is like Tommy because he hit his head really bad. He's been having like a really, really bad headache and has been bleeding from his head. So he, also he's like heard, he's heard yeah. a couple of times, like the same way that, that Ryan Torres did in the last movie, where at the very beginning, he like hears someone calling his name. He, Tommy is having this as well. Where he's and like I'm, hearing this. I'm telling you this. Like, I was like the second that this dude heard those whispers, I was like, why does the, why does Thomas have to be the killer? Why 
Like, he's the only you... good character. It, and you're making my name look bad. Stop yeah. spelling my name. Like yeah. it's like, dude. Like, how would you feel if like they make a movie and the killer's name is Kellum? You'd be like, dude. Well, seriously? that would feel that would feel personal. That would feel right? like it's 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 that would feel like a personal because it'd be like you like found me out and then you made this. It wasn't an accident. I'm not a Tommy. I am yeah. a Thomas, but I'll point out that in this stone carving, it doesn't say Tommy. It does say Thomas. And it's like, dude, you son of a bitch. Like, you could have, his name could have been Thompson Slater. So he could have been super white. Why do you make it Thomas? But anyway, that's a personal note. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Tommy is like the only good character. He's the one that, like, you genuinely see, like, treating the kids well, actually trying to make them feel nice. He knows everybody's names. He doesn't just call somebody fat kid or he does every character. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can tell, like, he's the one that really is. And like everybody likes Tommy. Yeah, Tommy they they call him like the Tommy. nice. They, they're like, oh, he's the like nice sweet Tommy. That's what they call him. Yeah. Like he's sweet and, Tommy. Yeah. And every everybody likes him. Like and so it's even the Sunny Valers like Tommy, which is uh, weird if you know Sunny Valers. But uh, essentially, they all go down into this this room, and then they find like an adjacent room with more creepy stuff. And so Tommy sits down like on the step while the three while Arnie and Cindy and Alice go into the other room. When they get in there, uh, they're all looking at this weird spooky shit, and it's like, all right, cool. And basically, Arnie remembers that the pills that he saw is Tylenol. He remembers that it's not actually drugs, that they got the wrong yep. thing. So now his, you know, basically like any drug, he, any pothead, any druggie, he's like, ah, dude, now I know I'm not going to get high. All right, we got to go get some, like, weed. We got we need to leave. Like, I think Joni still has some. If we want to go, we have to pay her for it, but we can still get some weed. I, th- I did think this was a weird, like, I thought that was a weird inclusion into the movie that, like, it's like, why? Like, why was it there at all? Like, like this whole, like, the, the, the oh, this is drugs thing. Like, it didn't. It- it, it, it wasn't no even sense. like it wasn't even like oh she was at some point that they're like oh she was taking this Tylenol to blank like it had no plot relevance no. at all. In my in my personal opinion, uh, they should have they could have broken in, they could have found no drugs whatsoever, and they could have just found the book. And Alice and Arnie could have been like, dude, this is fucking cool. Let's go check it out. And then when they got into the room, Arnie could have been like, well, this is actually pretty boring. I want to go get high. And then just left. Like, it you don't have to have the Tylenol at all. I agree. It's unnecessary plot yeah, point. However, at this point, you know, the girls are basically staying in the room because they're like, this is, cr- let's, let's read a little bit, little bit more of this because that's right when, uh, when Arnie he- heads back is when Alice finds Tommy's name on the wall. So she's, and at this point, Cindy found a secret room even further back into the caves. Yeah, so like she's trying to be like, thing, yeah. so Cindy's trying to be like, hey, Alice, check this out. And Alice is like, nah, you need to check this out. So basically, right at this point, when they realize Tommy's name is on the wall, and that means that he is like been like put on there by the witch, Arnie comes back into the room with Tommy, and you see him like sitting there, like not moving, his hair's in front of his eyes, looking very much like Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And what ends up, and like, honestly, like, I really do truly wonder. Because Arnie's talking to him, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Are you all right, man? Like, you don't look really well. Like, And he thinks that he's just high or ignoring him or being an asshole. Yeah. So Arnie's kind of like, all right, well, fuck you then, too, man. Thanks for sharing the drugs. And, like, pats him on the shoulder and then goes to leave. And this is, like, what activates Tommy. And I really do wonder, if Arnie had just been like, man, fuck you, and just walked past him, do you think that Tommy would have moved? I think he would have stayed still. I think he wouldn't have came out of that trance. I think he would have still been sitting there. 
I think Arnie killed himself by trying to be nice. Like I think him padding. So this is this is something. This is a question that I've had. So that there's kind of like this. It seems like the killers have like two kind of like settings where it's like a lot of the time it's set up that the killers are just trying to find one person and that's the only person they care about. So like, why are they an issue in the first place? So like, it, like, like do the, do the killers, is it like sometimes they're going out and their whole thing is we're just going to kill a lot of people? Or is it like that they're always, that they're always just trying to find one person and other people kind of get in their way? Like I, it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's both. I think what I really think the true answer is, is that when they first get activated, i.e. Ryan Torres in the mall, or Tommy in the Any of them. Any of them. I think when they get activated, it's you're on a killing spree. You see anybody, you kill them. Until that person gets killed themselves. Think about it. So like when Ryan Torres gets killed, when Tommy, all of them get killed, it all works. And then they all get revived when blood gets spilled on Sarah Fear's bones. Okay. So that, I think that that's when they become honed in only on one specific person. I personally think that otherwise it's like the once in a generation, Sarah Fear just picks a random person and they go on a killing spree. So it's the Milkman, Ruby Lane, it doesn't matter. They're yeah. just going to kill as okay. many people until they get killed. And then once they get killed, it's done. Okay. If nobody disturbs her bones, it's like cool. It's like it. All right, now we're gonna wait another twenty years before it happens again. Yeah. But okay. when it's uh, but but the only reason why I think that that's the case is because you do see all the killers like specifically hunting people and doing things and killing indiscriminately. But after like with uh, when they figured out they were chasing after Sam's blood and they were ignoring everybody else, it, that's when they were like, okay, we'll come after you. But also. They could be, from all we know, because people were wiping blood on each other. They're like at the camp. There's blood all over the place. People could have anybody's blood all over them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do, I do personally think that the reason why Arnie got killed was solely because he, like, when Tommy got activated, he's the only person in the room. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, and essentially, at this point, basically, okay. So now we're, at, you know, we all know. We already did, but we all know Tommy's now the one that's possessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnie, and, Arnie goes back like he he's like leaving. Tommy stands up and grabs a, a double sided axe off the wall, and like as soon as the girls come out of the like the the area they're in, he just like beans Arnie directly in the face with the axe. It's like it's honestly some of the most beautiful gore you'll ever see because it's like one axe to the left eyeball, the other axe to the right eyeball. Like destroy his face. Then he hits him like two more times to like clean up. If you ever wondered what it would have looked like if Jesus. Jack in The Shining had actually killed his wife or son with the axe, Man. this is what it would look like. This is brutal. Man. I mean, oof. Man. And I was like, no, Arnie, dummy. You were like big and you could have left. You could have moved the duct. We knew that dude was dying. We knew he oh. didn't have much time on this earth. We knew, but I'm just saying, like, that's the thing about marijuana. It affects your reflexes, children. Yeah. If you if you smoke marijuana, I want you to know, you will be less likely to be able to yeah. duck in time to if not you, get killed. Hey, kids, if any of you smoke weed ever, somewhat Robert Pattinson is going to come to your house and he's going to kill you in the face with an axe. And I know you. in your head, I know in your head, you're thinking, children, ooh. At least I meet Robert Pattinson before I died. No, it's knockoff Robert Pattinson. It's yeah, it, it's McCabe happened. Sly. <laughs> McCabe Sly, that's who's coming to kill you at your house. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Arnie gets just, I mean, 
gun in. And of course, I, I don't blame them for this because, like, wouldn't you? But at the same time, it's like dummies. Because both the girls were like screaming at the top of their heads. And at that point, Tommy's like, oh, hey, y'all are in the room. Like, oh, idiots. <laughs> I don't think that would have saved them. I legitimately don't think that, like, I, I think that, that, that it just would have been, yeah. I don't think that would have saved them. I mean, probably not. But either yeah. way, the girl, so the girls now are, like run back into the other room and they're like, well, now we're trapped. What are we going to do? And that's when Cindy's like, hey, remember that extra room I told you I found? And she's like, yeah, I do. So they break into this other room, trying to get away from Tommy. Uh, they crawl through this room. Tommy like comes in and in like the fit with Cindy fighting Tommy, like the tunnel they crawled through collapses. Like yeah. the cave of it. Like, so yeah, now it like comes down onto Tommy, but he's still alive. And yeah. yeah. And so now Tommy is able to basically just turn back around and walk out and go straight to the camp and just start having fun. And the girls, Alice and Cindy, are now stuck in this cave. Uh, I guess at this point, we'll cut just back to Color Wars to kind of set up the scene for what's going on there. Oh, also, at, th at this point... Um... Nick and Ziggy have like had like it, it's I mean this was like set up from the beginning with all of the terrible relationship like hey let's have a really toxic thing happen here kind of thing um but uh that that there is like some some chemistry happening between Nick and Ziggy like yeah Nick Nick is like like sees Ziggy getting ready to um like you know go and like retaliate Carrie style and he's like oh yeah like Carrie she's like you know Carrie and uh like you know he, he basically also, like let me ask you this real quick hmm. I don't know if you know this but like because I'm my age I'm like we're the same age but I was like is the movie not out yet like did y'all not see Sissy Spacek already is not everybody yeah I don't I, I actually I remember that too it'd be like wasn't Carrie out yet but I like, it, I don't think me, it was. I, no, I really, no, it was. It a hundred percent was because they. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something like that. It was. Yeah. It came out in 1976, so it had been Ooh, out even, for two years. Even yeah. better, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, y'all talking about this book, like nobody knows. I'm like, this the movie's out. And but movie, also, we we saw. don't because you and I, neither of us are fans of Stephen King, um, in in any kind of a way that matters. Uh, I think that it's possible that maybe like the book was more of a thing then, like maybe the I mean, maybe the movie was like a newer thing, and it's like ah, it's not really Carrie, like you know, one of those things. It could be, but I'm just saying, like the yeah. the the pig's blood scene had to be in both, and that's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. big leap. Like, yeah, I, you know, yeah, but people, but but regardless, they think, they, yeah, yeah. people were like oh. Y'all won't be able to put two and two together. No, I'm 31 years old. I can put that together. I was like, yeah. that's a mistake. Yeah, but um, either way, though. Um, but yeah, so, like, so they're they're like they're like establishing that you know they've got like a thing going on. It's like yeah, you know, you you've you've seen it. You know it. You know how it goes. Um, yeah, it's. I, I will say, even though I, I do not like this Nick character, like I, he I, his face bothers me. Actually, I'll take that back. It's absolutely the haircut. I hate his haircut so much. Like he reminds that... me of Mikey Heller. I know I told Thomas this earlier, but if anybody knows those like the Bagel High comic book and or like the writer from We Bear Bears, Mikey Heller. No hate to Mikey Heller. Love his work, but he this kid Nick reminds me of him so fucking much. Like it just it's 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 haunting. It's like it's absolutely to, haunting. What to me, what's so funny to me is when I watch these movies, 
like I hated Sam the most out of yeah. everybody, and I like Simon the most. And like with this one, I like Alice and Arnie the most, and I hate Sheila, which makes sense. And I also really hate Nick with his dumb haircut and his not actually helping ways. Like he, yeah. the only thing he actually helped her improved was the retaliation revenge because he because he decided yeah. to help her instead of using paint. He's like, hey, we could do something cooler. And she's like, "All right, cool." But ever, otherwise, like, I just don't like. I don't like him. But yeah, uh, yeah, like the, the chemistry though. I wanted to say I thought was like very good. I like believed it. I was like, "That's awkward teenage yeah. chemistry." Like, I believe. Both, yeah, yeah, it's like you both have crushes on each other, but you don't really want to say it outright. But then you both don't like. Yeah, not want to say it was like it was just cute. I thought that. Was yeah, because cool. it's like, oh, you know, he's a sunny veiler, but he's like different than the other sunny veilers. So it was, yeah, it's this whole thing. And also, it, it, I like Sadie Sink. I think she's a really good actress. And so, like, I think a lot of the believability in the chemistry was coming from her as well. Because she has a really good chemistry with her co-stars in Stranger Things. Like, she dates uh, the character of Lucas in Stranger Things. And I believe that chemistry, too. I think she just has, like, a natural charm. She's good. Uh, I, I, I like, uh, I think she's a, a really good actor, yeah. And, and I will say, like, while this is all happening it's kind of cutting back and forth. Like you're getting the Nick and Sadie, I keep saying that the Nick and Ziggy stuff. And you're getting the, like the stuff with Alice and Cindy and Tommy and Arnie at the same time. So like Kellum says, they basically talk about this, this prank and then they they go, okay, well let's do something different. So then what I've already revealed, some of the stuff that's happened with Cindy and that group uh, cut back and Ziggy and Nick have like given the, Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm misspeaking. Color Wars. Let's get into that because the the new part with the note doesn't happen until after Color Wars yeah. is officially started. So, essentially, like Kellen was saying, Color Wars is capture the flag, but super messed up because there's it's like hide and seek, but also capture the flag, and there's also like jail and time yeah. out. But you can release people from jail by tagging them. Yeah, it, it I, seems like it's like there's like, you know, if if like somebody from the other team like finds you, they can be like, all right, you know, you, we got you like go to jail. And then like they have someone that's watching them. But like it seems like all they need to get out of there is to just get out of there. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, see, essentially, yeah. it's like you you have from what I get, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how if I was playing this game, how would the rules work in my head? No, because. That's what I do in movies. Uh, so I figure the reason why they threw the eggs at the kid is that you have to go in and they, they throw some eggs at some kid. This is yeah. we we should we should establish this. There's there's, there's a there's like a chub, there's like a like a, a chubby nice nerdy kid that they've established oh, earlier. Yeah, the sweetest kid, dude. Like he, yeah, so you see how like so you see basically there's two colors. Uh, Lee Callum said red is sunny veil and blue is sun shady side. So yeah. shady side. Like you see that some of the shady siders get locked up in jail with the sunny bailers and they're like, if you move or breathe or say anything, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Blah, 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 blah. And then you cut to the shady side jail and you have this the sweetest kid who's just trying to be like, Hey, did you guys like do you want a juice box or do you need some snacks? Like, you know, oh, do y'all wanna play like a game? We can play a game while we're waiting, you know, it doesn't have to be boring while we're sitting there like, dude, can you shut the fuck up? Like you're and it's like, dude, yeah. he's so nice. He's just trying to be friendly. Like, yeah, it is yeah. It's, dude, it's... I would have been best friends with this kid. Like, I don't care, like he doesn't have to be into the things I'm into. Like, that is nice. I'll be like, what's wrong with being nice to him? And uh he gets hit in the face with eggs because essentially from what I gather is if you wanna get your people out of jail, you have to go into that 
team's jail and tag your teammates, but you cannot be tagged while doing that because if the person that's the jailer tags you, then you are now in jail with the Okay, rest of I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Now, because like you say, otherwise they didn't have to go tag the kids. The kids just walked out of the jail when the yeah. house got thrown at the kids. So I was like, okay, there's a premise to this. Uh, but at the same time, there's like two like teammates have a flag and you're trying to like go capture the other team's flag and get it back to your base. Uh, in this, basically you get like the counselors are watching over the kids and the kids are playing the game more or less. Yeah. Uh, all this happening, Nick goes to check on Ziggy again, see if she's okay. They decide, okay, we're going to get Sheila back. So Sheila is uh, one of the kids that's going around for Sunnyvale catching shady siders and putting them in jail. And some kid gives her a note and it says, hey, you know, Kurt, is it Kurt that wanted to get go see her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she's like, oh, okay. And by the way, I, this is what, like, really, this bugs me. So Kurt is a counselor. They make a big deal about counselors can't, like, be dating uh, campers, even though the cutoff, it seems like, is 16. Like, if you're 15, you're still a camper, and if you're 16, you're a counselor. Uh, so Kurt is, like, a senior counselor. So you gotta assume he's closer to 18. Sheila is, like, a higher-up camper, so she might be, like, 14. And so Sheila's like, ooh, Kurt wants to fuck? Let me, let's go get this. And I'm like... Yeah, people just need to... I just need all of these movies. Like, I need... I need to I know need, how I, I need to some frame of reference because you're having these kids do things. Yeah, you're you're really upset. I need all of you 40 and 50 year old men to yeah. stop thinking that it's okay for 18 year olds of either gender to have sex with 14 year olds of either. It's not. Stop yeah. trying to portray that. Yeah, it's it, gross. It, it stop bothers it. me. I, it stop doing it. With, stop doing with Josh that. with Josh and Kate, it was all right. Cause like, yeah, okay, there's like you know, he's a freshman, she's a sophomore. That's not yeah. a that's not a income, yeah. but like even though we all know it's a setup and Kurt's not actually doing this, it's just gross that Sheila is like real down to go do this either way. Yeah. So she gets led to the outpost and she's thinking to herself, like, why would you want to fuck in the outpost? But hey, we could have gone to your bunk. That's fine. We'll just do this here. Uh, which I'm also like, have y'all boned already? But either way, essentially, she gets brought into the stall. She looks up, realizes that it's Ziggy that sent a prank on her and they pull down this bucket and dump a ton of roaches like i mean gigantic roaches oh yeah, lots of bugs lots of bugs like like easily a couple hundred like yeah where she's got them like all in her hair all on her clothes everything like that and they stab a screwdriver through the door to lock her in the, the outhouse so she's stuck in there with all the bugs and she's freaking out and screaming and it's all terrible and sad yeah. and blah 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 yeah and then uh Flashback to our the our nice sweet boy over at uh, the 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 shady side jail, and so this is this is when he gets egged in the face. Yeah, the so he gets egged in the face and and can't see, and you know the girls that he's watching get get rescued, and then like he like cleans off his glasses and he's like ah oh, well, and then he turns around and Tommy's there, and like before like all of this happens, like there's a moment with, with like Tommy's like okay, like everyone's gonna do that, like he's like all right, man, you're like the most important part of tonight, like you're gonna be the jailer and all this stuff, and then like he's like oh mr mr slater and then he comes in and like murders him immediately dude i mean yeah. like this kid could not be more than like 11 years old yeah and yeah. tommy like just 
destroys this little kid with the axe. Like, it was interesting. So like I was I was curious how they were gonna do that because most things like you can't you can't show kids getting like fucked up. Um and like that's why why in the last one I was like they're not gonna kill Josh, right? Like I don't think they legally can. Um yeah. and like yeah so it's essentially like you just see like like it's it, very like, clever. It's yeah, he just like hits like you see him like make the axe swing and then there's like it just like connects with something off camera and and, and like what, that's it. Then what I love is because they make they do a cutout to outside of the I don't know what like building they're in using as their jail post, but like they cut to the outside of it. And so the kid's body is like falling to the ground off right out to the left of the door. So it's yeah. like he's falling to where the wall is, but Tommy's body is still standing in the doorway. So you just see Tommy's body like three or four more times just whacking into this kid with this axe. Yeah. But like Kellum says, you don't, you know, in your head, this is like a 10 year old, 11 year old kid getting murdered, but you aren't yeah. seeing a 10 or 11 year old. Yeah. Getting it's, murdered. It's weird. I would, would like to point out though, they have no issues about do it showing you little kids getting murdered in a couple of minutes but right yeah. now it's because this one was the really nice one they don't want you to see that part so they're yeah. like all right i i don't think any of the kids like die like i don't think that there's there is no scene with like a child getting like axed and like really seeing that like, I, I don't think i don't think that there's any scenes that, there are scenes where it's like that's what's happening like that's a hundred percent what's I happening agree. I agree. but they but don't was, they don't show that say, in my opinion yeah. I, I agree with you just for yeah. the record, I don't want anybody to think that you will watch yeah. a nine, ten, eleven, eight yeah. years old. There will be eight-year-olds murdered. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Happen. What for I'm sure, saying though sure. is, in my opinion, you watching a thirteen-year-old getting brutally murdered is the same difference. Like that's what I mean to say. Like it's you still see a just like slightly older kids. Yeah. Being murdered yeah. still, like because they're all the teenagers, like all the counselors. Oh no, you get to watch them die. Yeah. But like. There are a couple of like campers, a couple of little kids that like, yeah, you still see. It's, it's a bad time. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so this this kid is is done, and yeah. now uh, Tommy's now like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go kill some more people. Cut to this is when we're back with Ziggy and Nick, and they're like, she's like, oh man, I can't believe that you were actually super cool. They're in the reptile house at this point, and she's like, dude, that's really weird, like. You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're playing, like, the questions game. And so she just keeps saying, like, why do you have a crush on me, basically? And he's like, I do. I'm going to tell you. And then she's like, all right, well, what happens if, like, I have a crush on you? And then it's all cutesy. And then basically they're like, oh, let's kiss. And so they kiss, and it's adorable. And then at this point they discover that the jailer, his name was Jeremy, so sad, has been brutally murdered and just dead in the base. So at this point... Nick is like, yeah, 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 this color war game is off. Like, let's, everybody's getting in. Let's not, you know, and they basically are like calling everybody in, like, yo, we have to stop this. At this point, it's the only uh, counselors that are clearly present helping out right now is Gary and uh, Nick. Cause, yeah. like, where the heck is anybody else? We actually yeah. know where all the other counselors are at, but that's not here nor there. So, you know, yeah. uh, so essentially, at this point, they're like, okay, how many kids do we have? What's going on? They're missing uh, like 30 kids. Yeah, yeah, they have 20, they have 23 kids. That means there's 30 people missing plus the six counselors that are missing. Yeah. And <clears throat> at this point, they're like, okay, we everybody's here. That's here. The lights cut out, everybody's freaks out, the backup generator kicks in. And so now the phones are dead. Nobody can call to get help. It's at this point that Nick. It decides, okay, well, we have to go figure out where the other kids are at or what's going on. We have to go. We can't just let them be out there where Tommy's at. 
Well, okay, I should say that they don't know who's doing any of the killings yet. They just know somebody's been killed. So uh, Nick says, okay, I'll, I'll go out there. I'll bring Gary and Ziggy. You stay here and watch everybody in the, at this camp. So they go, they go to leave. Nick says, I'll take cabin one. And he tells Gary to go take nine. And he's like, and we'll work our way to the middle. Try to find everybody you can. They run split up. Ziggy realizes the set. Or no, at that point, that's when Sheila's groupie girls, uh, Amy and what was the other one's name? Uh, was it Lizzie? It was. It was something. It was something that was you know one of those. Either way, names. they are. It was Becky, Becky, Becky. and Annie, Becky, Becky and Annie. Yeah. So yeah, so they they basically <laughs> uh, jump up on Ziggy and they're like, "Yo, where's Sheila?" At? We know that she did something to her. What's going on? And that's when Ziggy's like, oh, shoot. We totally left Sheila locked in the outpost. So, shoot. She goes, we're not to tell Nick, hey, we gotta go get her. But Nick uh, and Gary are both gone. So now Ziggy's like, all right, crap. I have to go get Sheila. Which I'm going to be real honest with you, Kellum. Would have fucking let Sheila stay in that outpost. I would not have given any fucks about going to save her. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah. whatever. I would have been like, no. she Like, literally, she burned me this afternoon. Not... A month ago, not last year at camp. She burned me this afternoon and hung me by a tree. I'm not, I don't care about saving her. Yeah. Uh, but Ziggy is still worried though because she doesn't know where her sister and where Alice and where everybody else is. And so the, essentially, the, there are eight, oh, sorry, four, no, six counselors missing technically. You have Cindy, Alice, who we both know are now like stuck in this cave, Tommy, who we know is the killer. Arnie, who we know is dead. And then we have no clue where Kurt and Joni are. So, cut to Kurt's bunk. Him and Joni are just going to town, just boning down, having at it. I felt, compl- I don't know if you felt this way, Kellen. I was like, why is there unnecessary nudity in this movie? We had, like... Yeah, out- yeah I, f- I felt weird about that just because, again, I'm like, what... what- it feels weird that they're, I mean, and like, it, it's kind of weird to like re- really get into this, but like, it's like, what age are these kids supposed to be implied to yeah. be? Like, you can make the argument, or like, oh, the actor is such and such, but like, it feels odd to when anything like sexualizes children. And I think that that's, and like, regardless, like, if you're under 18, you're a child. Like, I don't, I don't care if, like, yes, yes, thank you. Like, you're a fucking child. Um, and also, like, I want to point this out. Like, I agree. I, I think I agree completely with you. It's yeah. yes, there there's a problem with like I understand that the actress is gonna be over eighteen or eighteen at yeah, least. Yeah, like, but that's be, not able, that's not the but, point. But the care and the and yeah. that Joan and Kurt are the two like leaders of like the each side of their camp. Like yeah, it's shown that Kurt is the leader of Sunnyvale and Joni is the leader of Shady Side. So that implies to me that they're like both probably seventeen. But, but I still, still don't want it's like to weird. See what you yeah. tell me as a seventeen-year-old naked. I was, that's yeah. what I don't want to see. It just—I uh, I felt uncomfortable <laughs> with that scene. And uh, so basically, yeah, it was just. And on top of that, like, it's really truly unnecessary because you had Alice and Arnie having sex earlier in the movie, and there was no nudity for either person. But for some reason, you have to have Kurt's butt. And uh, Joan can just naked. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like it was weird, but it's regardless. But that anyway. So that's we cut to them. They're now they're like they get finished having sex. Kurt goes to take a shower. Joni's smoking some weed. Yeah. 
Joni's like trying to get dressed and she hears a weird noise. So she goes to look out the window and it's like, yeah, it's okay, whatever. And then she turns around and Tommy's right there. So she's like, yo, Tommy, what's going on? And just Tommy brutally kills Joan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, immediately. Yeah. Horribly brutal. And at which point you would think in your head that like that Kurt would be next. But as we all know, Kurt is the mayor of Sunnyvale in 1994. So he's not going to die. It's also where I get like really big issues, but we'll talk about it at the end of the movie. Cause yeah, it shows how there's is classes of and how things are reported and how bad things are, because they yeah. say that there was only one survivor at camp Nightwing, but and it was C Berman, except the problem is that we know that Nick and Kurt are the sheriff and mayor in 1994. So yeah. they both, so why and, don't they count as survivors? And, and also, like, so this is another thing that that so around this time, um, like they've gotten like the the they're they're getting like the kids together. Like, um, you see, like immediately, we'll we'll go forward a little bit, and this this will lead into what I'm what I'm talking about. So we cut to I believe at this point we is this when we cut to Nick and he's like looking through around, or is that not yet? Uh. No, yes, no. So, yeah, so Joni gets killed and then Tommy leaves the cabin. And then, oh. yeah, we cut to Nick in the woods screaming for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick's trying to find people. He's like rounding people up. And then, like, at one point, like, it, it's, it's essentially Nick finding where Jeremy died. And, like, you know, he's like got blood on his hand. He's like, oh shit. He's like, this is fucked oh, up. Oh, no, then... no, 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 no. Yeah. We forgot. We forgot. No, no, no. They already found Jeremy's body. I am so sorry. Before Tommy well, they, they already found Ter Jeremy's body, but this is like when where who, so who is it that that no, no, Nick that's is finding saying. at this point? That's what I'm saying. So we forgot to mention the eight year olds and ten year olds that get murdered. So oh, yeah. so there's yeah. so we cut to there's the red I'm sorry the Sunnyvale jail as well. Yeah. And so before Joan gets killed, Tommy. Like the, the red team or the red jailer is like, you know, basically being uh, Hitler. He's being a Nazi and trying to like be all authoritarian. And they hear a weird ass noise. Well, they, they hear like, them saying like, hey, oh, yeah, like, like over. come in, like game's over. Like, come on. Yeah. Like they yeah. can hear. Yeah. Like they can hear Nick screaming game's over. And so the, the blue, like the shady side is like, yo, like, let's go. Cause they're saying the game's over. Like we should go back in the uh, sunny, sunny Vale jailer. Is like, no, you're gonna stay here. I'll go check it out and see what the hell's going on. Like, I think that might be Tommy over there. I'm gonna go ask him. So he goes, he like leaves the, the cabin, and all you hear is like this sickening thud. And you're like, well, that nine year old kid just got murdered, but he was a fucking asshole. So who cares? Yeah. And then the, just like another set, it's like two black kids and like an Asian girl, and they're like, at the oldest one is 10, maybe. Yeah. And like you just see Tommy like just drop kick this door open and just start going to town, murdering all these little kids in this room yeah yeah and uh but they cut the lights out and so you just see like the shadow but you don't it's like so they're again not showing like yeah. a little kid yeah but and that is where nick is yes so, nick, so after he's screaming, yeah he is like he doesn't settle across jeremy's body he comes across those little kids dead and at this point he's like this is a like a real problem this isn't like yeah you know one person dying or whatever yeah but this, like, this will lead into what you were saying yeah like so so he 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 sees like he's like outside like kind of like being like oh shit like stuff's fucked up he's got blood in his hands and, and then kurt comes out of nowhere like wearing just a towel like oh fuck she's dead like uh and like he's because he doesn't know any of this has been happening he's been having sex with with uh with joni with, with, with joni and like all this stuff and so he comes out and he sees that that nick's got blood in his hands he's like did you do this and he was like look there's a killer Get everyone together in 15 minutes. 
get out of here, like get on the bus and get out of here. Um, yeah, so like, ring that, the dinner bell, like to let me know and then leave. Like, yeah, so he basically like, is like, he tells him essentially in 15 minutes, ring the bell and in 20 minutes leave whether I'm here. Or yeah. Not. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to my, my point I'm trying to make when, when we actually get to them a little bit later on, but, but yeah, that, that's what, that's what happens. There. So that's, yeah. that's the plan. And then what happens is now we cut to, Ziggy and she's basically right outside the outpost and she sees that the screwdriver is still inside the door. So yeah. she's like, All right, cool, I gotta get Sheila out of here. So she opens the door and there's like roaches like all over the place and she's trying to look for Sheila. And so she's like, Hey, Sheila, are you what's going on? And uh she opens one door and then uh Ziggy is like ambushed by Sheila. Like Sheila comes out of nowhere and's like annihilating her and then ziggy like just throws like the best yeah. right hand clocks her seen. the fuck out yeah like and, and i'm uh, like and, yeah. and this is also what bugs me too does that is she like dead now because you don't ever see sheila again and they said only one survivor happened like so what is like oh what? that's right she's like, just like gone like, 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 like they never they never of... bring it up again they don't try and get her out of there like nope. i'm nope. gonna when i'm gonna leave... think when I'm they gonna, leave, yeah, they, and they run out of there because it's uh, you know we're gonna cut to something else in two seconds. But like essentially, when they're fighting, doing all that stuff, and then and then at some point, they're when they leave, they leave. don't leave with her. Yeah, they don't leave with her at all. And so what happens? But uh, the, well, now if you would like to continue, what happens? Because yeah, we're gonna yeah. Cut so back to Cindy and Alice. So it it's so you're back down with Cindy and Alice, and like they they find out that. Um, they're they're like wandering around so they essentially find out that like this like kind of labyrinthian like whatever they're in down there is like the witch's sign which uh, which is sign i think is what they call it yeah witch's sign um that like and so they're like they know that like okay this is essentially their map and so they're following it and they start seeing like the the same red moss that they had seen up there and so they're like okay we kind of know where we're going and eventually they do find like that they like they keep on walking they keep on walking and they find uh, uh well actually oh so so for before they they get to this part so when they're walking they find at one point this like weird just like kind of pulsating blob like it's just yeah. like a weird nasty like a blob of like viscera me, and flesh to me and, that's got to be like the curse itself but they don't they yeah talk it's, about it's my guess it's like, yeah and so so alice like puts her hand on it for some reason because um, she's a and, badass dude she don't i don't give a fuck. no, no I think that's this bad I think she, she got got because it looked like got. she what it looked like is she like is like what the fuck is this bullshit and then like she looks at it and like goes into a trance and like i think that like it drew her to touch it. And then once yeah. it touched it, I think that was when it was like, oh, well, yeah. now, now Seraphir wants your blood. Yeah, she like, she touches it and she sees kind of the same thing that like people when they inter- are interacting with Seraphir, she has like, it's, you know, it's all in red and they see like the same like couple of like drawings and diagrams and they see her screaming and, and so, and she like gets up and then she's like, like she sees Indy as I think, as, as you know, like some kind of, corpse and she's like screaming she's got like slime on her hand she's running away she's seeing all these these dead people in 
in the uh, with like their eyes gouged out, all this stuff in there and in the this tunnel. And then eventually she like falls, and, like snaps her ankle, and uh, it's and, like, it's brutal, dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's out of the bone, everything. Yeah, and it's 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 fucked up. And eventually Cindy comes and, and finds her and like patches it together. And you know, there's this moment where like Cindy talks about like, yeah, you know. I, I snitched on you and like I did all these things because I felt like if I just, you know, if I was perfect, then I like wouldn't. Um... So she Show up the moment. Yeah. So, so she she like talking about like, you know, like, yes, like I, I, I snitched on you guys, like all this stuff. Like, I guess it was that they like had like they would like steal stuff and like somebody saw that they had stolen this thing like a like a cd player and you know that that she told essentially that she was doing all this stuff because she was trying to like be like oh like if i just like like this will mean that i can get out of shady side like if people see me as like a good person if i like i'm perfect and all these things i'll get out but that she's like you know what we can't like i can't escape this and this was dumb and like i'm sorry that i did all these things and it's like they're like kind of like rec- moment of reconciliation as she's patching up uh patching up alice so that all being said I want to point this out too before we, because like, this is when like the women are very much like being like, yeah, like, it's not really Tommy's fault. Like, and Alice is like, dude, it's not his fault. He's possessed. You need to get past that. But at the same time, like, he fucking murdered Arnie. And that's when, like, you know, yeah. uh, that, that's when Cindy is all, oh no, I, um, super like loved Tommy. He was so great. He was so sweet. And then she's like, he was such a, a good man and this, that, and the other. And then Alice is like, I know. I loved Arnie so much too. I love that stupid slobby stoner. And I was like, what? You? Why wouldn't you do better synonyms? Like, what What are you talking about? Like, I don't what? know. Yeah. It was, I was like, that's, I was just like, you guys, it's just like little, it's not enough to ruin a movie by any means, but it's just yeah. like, dude, like, you could have used better terms. You could have been like, "Man, Arnie was so nice and like caring and always down for." A I mean, good I think time. it. I think it fits the character in a way, but but yeah, I get I get what you're saying. But um, it does. Um, yeah. But yeah. So also, just because I feel like it's just stereotypical for no reason, but like you know, she pops the bone. Uh, Cindy pops the bone back in for Alice and like uses like a hairbrush a pad or like no, a comb. A pa- She's a comb a pad and a pad and, a, yeah. and like a comb and like a yeah. hair tie to like splint her leg together and all of a sudden she can just walk with the yeah she's just limp. fucking fine like she's I'm just like, like fine after this the, like this the small bone in your leg right above your ankle just snapped out of your knee yeah and you're just pop that back in and like all right i'm good to go no yeah. i'm sorry you're not although yeah. i guess all those tylenols they were popping before they knew this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know they uh they've had tylenol they've definitely had uh, some tylenol yeah but um, like like you're saying though yeah like so they they eventually get down to where like they found like okay like we're, we're beneath the bathroom and so they're screaming and they're calling for help and and uh ziggy hears them and opens up like after so she not she clocks uh sheila and knocks her out and then gary comes in and it's like yo what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> and, and and like as like like so like she opens up the toilet and it's like like here's them screaming and uh like they're the like best, hold on don't run over the best line in the movie she's huh. literally looks in the toilet and it's like oh my god no like Ziggy, you okay and then gary's like what the fuck is going on and she's like yeah. my sister's in the toilet it's the best line I've yeah ever. be like i'm sorry i quit like i'm i'm, I'm out of here like this is this camp is not for me Just yeah gary my sister's in the toilet my sister's in the toilet and gary's like what the fuck? Like, you want drugs yeah yeah so so they use like the bucket and rope that they have like 
uh, that they had used to to spring the trap on Sheila to like try, which is like a bad system. Like I don't think that would work. Dude, like, that, that bucket, like <coughs> if you put any weight on it, it would just like fold. Yes, but, but also not even just that. Would you not? Because they're they're not using any pulley system. No, that rope would break being ground against that wood and those uh, like rocks yeah. and stuff while you're getting pulled up. Yeah, I it, okay. But also, but regard, what bugs me yeah. too is like. They can just climb up those rocks. Like, I, I was thinking that. I the was whole thinking time was like, that. I was like, there's moss all over those rocks. And all those rocks are basically jagged and just look like steps. Just rock climb up into the toilet. It's yeah, it's not, not that, that high. That um, so, but they, I mean, it makes, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense for Alice because she is like her legs all fucked up. And yeah, like while, while she miraculously is fine. For the most part, like if this were a real situation, yeah, you're gonna have to find some way to get her up. So they're they're like pulling her up, and like as like they almost get Alice up. I mean, of course, lo and behold, Tommy busts in and cut like chops Gary's head off, and uh Gary's body falls down through through the hole, and and, and like they they both fall down. And, yeah, because Gary, Gary, yeah. of course, was the one that was really pulling them up, and him like wrapped the rope around his arms and all that stuff. So. Yeah, when Tommy like, and this is again what I mean, like when I say like, where what happened to Sheila? Because yeah. she got hit in the face. Gary comes in, then you have time to pull like see your sister in the toilet, pull the bucket down, get the bucket and the rope down, start pulling uh, Alice all the way up. Gary like Tommy kicks the door in, chops Gary's head off. Gary falls into the hole. Then now it's okay. Ziggy and Tommy are running for their lives. Dude, how many minutes has it been? Yeah, nobody on this earth. Gets knocked out. I watch UFC and boxing and all this all the time. Nobody on this earth gets knocked out and does not wake up within like a couple of minutes unless they have actual brain damage. Yeah, if death. you like, if you like, if you're like knocked out for a long time, it's super bad for you. Um, and so um, my thought is like, like I I just wondered, like presumably is that like when Tommy comes in, he gets Sheila in some form or fashion as well. Like, you know what I mean? That's I mean, it makes more sense than they just fucking abandoned her altogether. Um, but like, like it, it's that's that I, I don't like, I don't think that it shows the movie that that is, but the only thing that makes sense is that she fucking dies this night. Yeah. Um, but, but regardless, so they, so Cindy takes off or Ziggy takes off. Um, Cindy is screaming from from down below, you know, for her sister and all that. But but yeah, like so now she th- so basically Cindy thinks that Ziggy has been killed by Tommy yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, but we know Ziggy has escaped and is running away, and Tommy's chasing her. Uh, and at this point, yeah, Alice is like falling right back on that broken leg, and the yeah. bone came right back out, and it's like, oh yeah, put it back in real quick. And uh, essentially, again, this is what I'm like, why wouldn't Cindy just climb up? yeah i i i know but she she decides to like continue on down the path and alice is like no i'll slow you down i'll wait here go do your thing which i mean makes sense like i mean Uh, yeah because like it's like you know that like i i personally only think that she was saying that solely because she thought that like go get your sister not like yeah if like there was not her sister, she's like, no, bitch, like, drag me with you. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Like, you're not leaving me here. Yeah. But, uh, so that essentially, uh, I feel it's important to say that when this happens, uh, that Alice 
essentially because she's just down there stuck. It's like, well, let me just look at the book and like read the book a little bit more. And she essentially like kind of like figures out the riddle where it says that like you have to reunite her hand, Seraphir's hand and Seraphir's body. And so Alice is like, well, if we're down here by like the source of all this fucking evil shit, she's like, so she starts feeling around through the moss. And uh, then we cut back and Cindy has found like an actual like grate, like a, a, which is in what do you think the mess hall? That is a that mess hall, yeah. Because that they find out like that the mess hall, the mess hall used to be like the meeting hall for Union, which was what the the settlement before it split into Sunnyvale and Shady Side. It was called Union, and so like that's like what the camp is built on is this old settlement. Yeah, yeah. So she gets there, and uh, it's at this point that like she gets to this uh, room and like starts like beating on this grate trying to get out, but it's bolted down and stuff. At this point, Ziggy actually runs into the mess hall uh, trying to hide from Tommy. But she decides that, I mean, I don't blame her for this thought, but she's like, okay, I don't want him to hear me. So she turns on, like, the PA system, cranks this song. Blasting in Kansas. Yeah. You know, carry on my wayward son. Yeah. But the problem is now she can't hear her sister screaming for help and asking her to come get her out. Uh, And so then, you know, Ziggy goes to hide. Tommy breaks into the mess hall yeah and essentially can just clearly see bloody footprints so he's like cool i'm just gonna follow those i'm pretty sure that's the way to ziggy and mm-hmm. uh as he's going through the mess hall you cut through and you look actually at the drawer that in the scene earlier that you saw that nurse lane had taken a knife from now that drawer is open so you know another knife has been taken and yeah you see tommy like come to a like follow the footsteps to a locked door and he just starts breaking down the door. At this point, uh, Cindy is like drop kicking the screen, trying to get his open and like help do as much yeah. damage to it as she can so she can get out. Uh, then Tommy breaks down that first door, and you can see that Ziggy's still behind another door, and that she like can see Tommy through the, the door. So then she, you know, Tommy goes past her, so she comes out and she's getting ready to kind of sneak up behind Tommy and kill him. I do not understand personally why she wouldn't have just left the room. Like I know that that seemed like it would have been a way a way like, better. But I mean, it was like it's so you, quiet. But but I mean, I'm, in yeah. my personal opinion, kill him. But I could also like, see like I can understand her thought. Can, but can, I'm saying, yeah. my personal thought is you don't know that he. I guess. Okay, plausible deniability. None of these people know that he's possessed yet, or he could be just a regular person. Yeah, they don't know so that I, he's he's so, unkillable. Like yeah, they don't know that he can't be stopped. Uh, so yeah. I will take back my statement. I'm just saying personally, yeah. like I probably would have been like, I'll be quicker than she was at least if I'm gonna attack him. But yeah, because like you're is, you're just gonna have to keep running from this dude if you don't kill this fool right now. Like you're just gonna have to keep running from him. So like, I mean, you know. I would honestly, personally, I would have just ran back to where all the other people were at in like the main place and been like, all right, everybody, Tommy's coming in here. He's going to try to kill all of us. There's like 30 of us, one of him. Everybody grab something. When he gets in here, we're going to all fucking kill him. And then like that would have been at least better chances. But that's just me. And uh, so basically, Ziggy decides to sneak up behind Tommy and kill him. And wouldn't you know it, the song ends right before she gets there and he hears her foot creak across the floorboard. So he turns around to like, just take a fat chunk out of her. Yep. 
and she like st- stabs him, but he gets like her pretty good. And then <coughs> it looks like this time that she's going to actually get killed until lo and behold, he's getting stabbed a bunch of times now because Cindy made it out of the grate and she's saving yeah. her sister and helping her out. Yeah, like she, she, uh, yeah, she stabs him a lot to the point where like he like falls down and you know. Oh, to oh, all... I forgot one thing before he um is before that Cindy saves him when Ziggy does try to attack him is that he this is where he gets his like burlap sack mask because Ziggy oh yeah uses yeah, that yeah. to like yeah she, she's him. like being choked and and he he get, yeah she puts a burlap sack over his head and like tries to like choke him with it and it's like he's yeah. bleeding on the forehead so it's like stuck to his head yeah that's that's how he looks like the way that the night nightwing killer looks later in on yeah 94 and stuff yeah and because up until this point it was just Tommy walking yeah. around like just killing people and so uh that like allows her to run free she runs out into the main hallway that's when he catches up and goes to kill her and that's when Cindy shows up and starts stabs him like a, a lot a lot of times yeah. and now he's you know laying there dead uh Ziggy and Cindy are hugging each other oh my god yeah it's oh what's that weird noise oh my god let's go let's go figure it out and they go back and it's just Alice like climbing up the hole and <clears throat> Alice is like Yo, guys, I fucking got it. I found it. I was down there. I figured it out. Check it. And they're like, what do you got? And she's like, I got Seraphir's hand. Here it is. So at this point, uh, Ziggy and uh, I I do want to say, I want to say, like, so she pulls this hand out, and it's just a skeleton hand that's like to get, Bone doesn't do that. That's not how bones. Well, that's not. How, but hey, bones I'm don't do. Bones don't just hold together like that. It'd be like yeah, all the individual bones like having to be held in your hand like in a big pile like rocks because they wouldn't be together as a hand. Yeah, I know. I was like, black magic makes the hands stay together. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, there's like there's like some skin. I guess there's like some, but like it just I don't know. Like I saw that and I was like, that's the fakest been... looking thing I've ever seen. Kellum, it's been 300 years. There is yeah. no skin. There is yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. But either yeah. way, uh, yeah, you know, we've already pointed out, like, with Sheila and some other things, they, yeah. there's a couple, like, I mean, these aren't enough to ruin the movie, but it's just, like... There's no. some issues, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Alice, Cindy, and Ziggy are basically talking about, okay, the riddle says that we can stop this curse and do all this stuff if we reunite the body and the hand. They uh, are like, cool, well, here's the hand. Where's the body at? And at this point, Ziggy is holding the hand and then gets a nosebleed and her blood like uh, goes all over the hand. And so she's like, oh, I got a vision. Seraphir's body is still underneath the hanging tree, the tree that they tried to hang me under this afternoon. So they're all like, all right, cool, let's go. Let's figure this all out. And Alice is like, yeah, I'm coming with you. And they're all like, no, you don't. Yeah, because like, Alice also, Alice, Alice like, there, there's like after they they quote kill Tommy, um, like they hear noises coming up from from the the tunnel underground. It's Alice has like you know like crawled along her way, and she's like, oh no, we're going, and, uh, and yeah, like 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 Thomas says. So so and then when she's up, like she uh, she's like, oh yeah, and like no, like they're like no, stay here, and she's like, no, hell no, like absolutely not, you know, like my my talks about like you know how her her dad, you know um like 
what is it? He like went to prison or, or something. Yeah. Went to jail. So I don't know. And then arrested at six. And then yeah. Mom, and then like, had to uh, steal had to for steal. for their food. Yeah. yeah. And then so she's like, you know, like no, I'm not. Like I'm gonna see this through all the way. Like I'm I'm here. I'm sticking this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see this to the end. And turns around and immediately gets clocked by the axe. I know. Like, immediately. Dude, you're like, like, oh yeah. I should also point out. So what happens to is so when. Uh, they have the vision happen, and Ziggy's blood gets put on Seraphir's hand. You see yeah. that like blob, curse, living organism thing, like spit out like a Stranger Things creature. It like it's, it's like a blob thing, and you see it start forming and turning yeah. into something. And so you essentially are like, okay. And this is how you realize, okay, this is how like the people bleed, and she wants their blood, and they send all the killers out there. So. Uh, what ends up happening is essentially you see that Ruby Lane is yeah. coming back, and the Milkman, and some little kid. Like I, I yeah. want to know all. The, I want to see all these movies, like all these killings. It'd be so yeah. cool. But uh, yeah, you have all these people coming out and coming to after them and stuff like that. Uh, but basically, like while they're having this heart to heart moment and this like really important scene, and you're like, dude. You just gave Alice two really good human heartfelt moments. She's dying for sure. And yeah. sure enough, what happens is like Tommy is like his hand, you see his hand twitch back to life or whatever. And so then Alice is like having this big speech about let's go right now. I'm not getting left behind. And then Cindy and Ziggy are both like, oh my God, Alice, look out. And she turns around and Tommy just absolutely yeah. like, just bite, like just cuts her like from, you know, stem to stern. I'm like just all the way down. And, uh, I'm not, I don't even understand how they like get rid of him. I can't remember how they got rid of him at that point because oh, um, they I I remember how it's because Cindy cut his fucking head off with a shovel. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. so badass. That yeah. was so badass. Yes. Yeah. So Cindy is like you son of a bitch, and so she like takes a shovel and pushes him up against the wall, and just like and keeps pushing until yeah, the shovel takes uh, Tommy's head off, and then she has like a moment where she like you know grabs Alice and is like please stay with me, and you know Alice dies, and it's sad because. I loved Alice. She was fucking good ass kid. I mean, like she was getting the ball rolling. Like, yeah, had, yeah. The only dumb thing Alice did was touch that blob thing. But other than that, she was on top of her game. Uh, anyway, what happens though is yes. Yeah, so then Alice is dead. So now it's just uh, Cindy and Ziggy, and what they hear is they hear more things coming up from underneath the floor. So they're like, "We gotta go. We gotta go yeah. find the body at the tree right now." And you see, like I said, you see Ruby Lane come out of the uh, floor, and then you see the milkman and like some, this little boy that has like. A baseball bat, but I don't think it's. I think yeah, it's and like style. some creepy mask. Yeah, yeah, and then the milkman who like has half his face burnt, which I'm like, maybe that's how he got killed. I don't know. And he has like a big knife, and then you have Ruby Lane who has the uh, switch or the straight razor, and they're so you see Ziggy and Cindy are running to the, the hanging tree. They get to the hanging tree. They're like, is this the right spot? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. They start digging really fast as fast as they can, so they can reconnect the hands with the body. And as this is happening, like I said, all of the killers are coming in from, like, let's say the left side. And they, the girls are like, okay, cool. Uh, they look down. They finally get to something in the ground. They pull it out. They try to, like, you know, clean it off to see what it is. And it's just a rock that says, the witch will live forever. I mean, like, so somebody's moved her body, moved yeah. her bones, and they don't know who it was. And so, essentially, Ziggy... Uh, says to Cindy, like, hey, or I'm sorry, Cindy tells Ziggy, hey, they're after you. 
So get ready to run. I'm going to fight them. And so she like turns around and Ziggy's like, no, don't do that. And Ziggy uh, turns around and try to start running. And Tommy's right there. And so she's like, crap. And then she turns back around and Cindy's now like trying to fight the milkman and the little boy and all this other stuff. And more or less, uh, yeah, so Z- they basically that all the killers just gang up on the two girls and Ziggy and Cindy both just, I mean, Ziggy is getting like brutally stabbed by this like ice pick from the milkman. And it's like in there's the side yeah. over and over and again. Cindy is being like, just Tommy yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Like, they're both getting fully chest. bodied, fully so, bodied. In my head, though, I'm watching yeah, this, yeah. and I was, I was literally watching this whole thing, and I was like, okay, well, I guess Ziggy is the is C Berman because even though the whole time you're kind of like C Berman's at Cindy, but I'm like, no, nah, I guess it's Ziggy because I think that you could survive getting stabbed in the side a bunch of times, but I don't think you can survive getting chest stabbed six times or so, like with an axe. Like, I was like, that one looks like a permanent death. So. Then the girls have like a really touching moment where they're like, yeah. nothing will bring us apart. And they both Fully die bodied. Right next to each other. Fully bodied. And when yeah. they both die, like the all the killers disappear. And at this point, Nick shows up. Now, what I want to cut back to really quick, because I skipped over something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Is that uh, when uh, Ziggy first like leaves the outhouse when tommy comes in there after killing gary when she first leaves the outhouse before she goes to the mess hall ziggy runs to try to make it to the bus because she's like yo that's where the bus is that's when they're gonna leave and she basically gets to the bus and the bus like she like gets to the bus to touch it and the bus leaves takes off without her yeah and i was like yeah i i thought that maybe like i was gonna say that maybe like during all this, like somebody like grabbed uh, Sheila from the bathroom and got her on the bus, but I really don't think that, that happened. Yeah. It's possible, but I don't think but, it happened. But I, I think it's unlikely because Kurt at that point already had all the kids there, and then you gotta yeah. assume the other kids that Nick and Gary were finding and sending back were are like were going to the bus. So and they were head, the only one people looking for. Like they were yeah. like there was Gary died. It, like with she like next to Sheila and Nick is obviously not getting Sheila. Yeah. So yeah. Like Nick is like clearly on the other side of the camp. So yeah. from what you're led to believe when Ziggy gets left is that now like at the camp at the time was all the characters were left was Nick, Ziggy, Alice, uh Sheila, Gary, uh Cindy and then, like, the killers. And so now I can tell them And I do want to say that, like, all of those kids that were on the bus survived. Survived. They like, they all, are like, survivors. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> how is it there's only one survivor? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, but either way, it's not, you know, that's my, my big question. But, uh, yeah, so then Nick shows up, and Nick is like, okay, I'm going to revive you. And you know how I said earlier how, like, adrenaline and pills and all that stuff is not a good way to try to revive somebody after drowning yeah okay well i don't know that cpr is the thing to do for a stabbing i feel like the two things they did should have been flipped if maybe dana should have just immediately started doing cpr and maybe nick should have stabbed that girl with like four epi pins (laughs) but (laughs) you know whatever it's it's just like you know tomato tomato because i get it he was just trying to restart the pumping of her heart and all that kind of stuff and i'm like yeah bro but that's not really the main issue. Her blood pressure and all yeah. that shit is, at the, is plummeted because she lost a lot of blood. Yeah. And you need to get that stuff to crank back up. But yeah. It's 
Either way, Nick brings Ziggy back to life. Then all the police show up, essentially. Ziggy uh, tells the police, hey, this is what really happened. Uh, And the police ask Nick, and she's like, I thought Nick was going to have my back because he saw all this stuff and knew what was going on. And Nick's like, nah, dude, just Tommy Slater went fucking crazy and killed everybody. And at that point, you you know, you find out C. Berman is Christine Berman. Ziggy is just a nickname. Yeah. And I this is what I wanted to say. This is where I have a thing. It's like I don't understand if Christine can, you know, objectively look at something. But if you think about it, I don't think that any of the supernatural stuff or any of that kind of stuff, none of that stuff, Nick witnessed or saw. Yeah. So what Nick genuinely for his from his perspective, Tommy just killed everybody and went crazy. Like he did not see any yeah. of the like, oh, he's dead and came back to life. Oh, there's all these other killers coming after you. Oh, like yeah. they, none of that stuff he saw. Yeah. None of it. So he genuinely just thought that Tommy just went crazy and killed everybody. So I like, mean he all he does not have her back, but like it's not like that he is like he he he's not like, you know, she said this, let's listen to her. But it is like it's not necessarily like that he's like knows that this is how it went down and he is just lying about it. Like that is yeah, also he, not true. That's it it's presented from Ziggy's perspective as he knows all of this stuff is and it's like mm, no because no, no. the all, all of the every person that saw or knew for sure about Sarah Fear stuff all got killed all yeah. of them. So yeah, it's like in that sense when you say like only one survivor from the Sarah Fear attack. Well, if nobody else was like yeah, it was Sarah Fear and they were all like no, it was just Tommy Slater and that's yeah. how crazy weird shit's happened to me personally later. Yeah. Cool. But uh, at that point, we cut back to the future, to 1994, our past, their future. And, you know, uh, C. Berman's like, yeah, I'm Ziggy. It's been 5,000 something days since that day happened. And it's happening again. And they're like, yeah, but we can stop it and we can fix it. And she's like, no, the fuck you can't. And they're like, no, we can. Because Dina and Josh are telling her, we know where the body is. We found the chain, the bones, the body, everything. And you know where the hand is. So why don't we try to reconnect it? Your sister thought that we could do it uh, one day, you know, 20 years ago. Let's prove her right. And she's like, fuck no. So they basically, they tell her, they're like, do you think it's still where the hanging tree is? And they go to the mall. And I don't understand how that would be. Do you think they just built the mall on top of, like no, I was, think or... I think that I well, I mean that's not how that's not how any like nothing works that way. It's not like yes. like at, at, so... at Collin Creek, it wasn't like that. Like oh, where they have the tree, like those weren't real trees. Like yeah. it, it seems like the way I interpret it. So there's a couple of things going on. So I think that what makes the most sense is that um, uh, C. Berman like puts like like bury somehow buries it in there like it's just like oh this is a place to like it'll be like you know people aren't just gonna go digging here and like it's like technically safe um and all because like also like that red moss is everywhere and so i guess that to me i get i guess it makes sense it's like it seems to be wherever her body is like parts of her body then this stuff grows up so I think it, I guess it makes sense. Like, okay, she buried this hand here. And then after a while, this moss started growing. Like, cause I mean, that's not 
like, I mean, we, we, we both know that that's not how like mall planters work is that they just like yeah. build the mall around a tree. Like, yeah. And I also don't think if you like just unearth the tree, you'd like you have all this soil yeah. and dirt and not like, I don't know. But anyway, they, uh, they get the hand back. Dina and Josh, because now like I said, uh, you know that Ziggy was like, I'm not doing any of the rest of this nonsensical shit, but I'll tell you where the hand is if you want to go get it. Yeah. So Dina and Josh go out to where the body is. I don't know why. I guess because you want to bury it still, but I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't have brought the body to the mall. Well, I guess the I, the idea is, well, I mean, it's like less things to get. Like, you just have to get the one hand as opposed to like the entire, like, yeah. And like they and, want, they want to like the way they want to like have the body be at rest. So I guess that makes sense of like, yeah, leave yeah, it where it's buried, kind of thing. But yeah. so what happens? Yeah. So they, they, basically, Dina and Josh get back to the, where the body is. Dina tells Josh, "No, stay in the car. I'll do it real quick." And Dina essentially takes the hand out of the bag, puts the hand with the body, and is like, "All right, good. Like lay the rest, you son of a bitch." And when she does that, it like transports Dina through time and she the you kind of you see like she basically comes to in 1666 and is like now possessing her in the body of seraphir and it's because yeah. like uh, and so my, and then like then the movie ends and so my thing is like so D is dina she like is that like i my curious thought is do you think oh yeah and that's that's 1978 and then they show us a little clip of Coda, like of what's to come in 1666. And it looks like you get the preacher guy who was killing all the kids and taking their eyeballs out and like a bunch of other crazy stuff that you're going to get. Yeah. And they and have so, all of the like th there are like you have like Tommy is the preacher. You have Josh is somebody like like all of the people that we already know from the movie, like part one and part two. Like these are people who are also going to be like playing different roles, obviously, mm -hmm. but they're gonna be in part three. And like, yeah, uh, you get Simon, you get you get you know, Gary, you get Kate, yeah. Everybody, everybody back. And what I like too is that yeah, like they're playing the, their ancestors from the town and stuff. So they it makes sense that they can come back and do that. But my main question for this whole thing is I've I've a guess about what's gonna happen and I have a question about how it happens yeah is the question i have is do you think that dina is now just going to be in seraphir's body and have to live out what happened to seraphir or do you think that dina has like agency like do you think that she is just like stuck in the body watching what happened it has no control over what she's doing or what like she says or what like happens and she just witnesses what seraphir witnessed and went through or do you think it's going to be like nah that's not true you guys had to listen to me this is what's going on like kind of thing my my inclination and this isn't based on anything but uh it, other than like what i think would be interesting from a storytelling standpoint um i think that it would not be an unreasonable thing to think that like she is go like she's going to be mostly sarah fear but that there's going to be times where like like i think that it's going to be like she's sarah and then there's going to be times that like dina kind of starts to bleed through and it could even be that like that that kind of like the the whole thing of like dina and sarah kind of like inhabiting the same body is like part of the impetus behind like the chain of events that leads to all this horrible shit happening so like it's kind of like this like like this paradoxical thing that like if 
if Dina hadn't gone back in time, like gone back to this time and like done these things that like maybe none of it would have happened in the first place. Like, but, but she couldn't have done it in the first place if like, yeah, I, like, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know, yeah, but yeah. that's I kind think... of what I think is going to be. So, uh, so for me, uh, there are two things. So, well, there's two things I think. And a third thing I was curious about, but then noticed. So at first I was like, hold on, wait, you just sent Dana back in time. She's a black person. It's 1666. And then they were like, she looked at her own reflection and saw that she was Sarah Fear. I was like, nah, never mind. Everybody sees a white. Yeah, she'll be fine. Okay. She'll be fine. Yeah. So, but the two outcomes I think. So what I think, I think that what you say about Dana making choices that end up actually causing all of this and it like getting kind of stuck in like a time loop weird yeah. thing, I think is possible. What I think will actually end up happening, I I would like, or I think will be interesting, is because what it shows in the code of like the preview for the next one, is that like you get like the preacher who like cut everybody's eyeballs out and did all that crazy stuff and you know all these things. So and like since the town does get cursed and all this stuff, is I think what will end up happening is that the entire town are like devil worshippers and terrible people and like all this stuff, and that Dina's like figures out that like all the town is like crazy or like all horrible people and like this is why the curse actually happens and like all of us the reason why we're all cursed from our descendants is because like they actually were the horrible people and you know whatever yeah uh and if that doesn't happen like i i'm really curious because like my thought is like does like because i believe what they said was the preacher kills everybody and goes in this crazy rampage just all this weird stuff like i thought they said it after the Sarah Fear stuff, but my but what I wonder is if they like say that he did all that stuff and that that was Sarah Fear possessing him or making him do that stuff and that was what like they use as like how she's a witch or something, and because my thought is like Dina is not actually a witch, so how is she gonna know how to put a curse on a thing or how is she gonna cut her hand yeah. off or do you know that's where I'm like I don't so it's like I, I'm curious like because it shows that the previews like you say so many people dying and such and I'm like okay so. Uh, is it that like locked Dean up and then everybody starts getting killed? I, you know, well, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I really like this movie. Yeah. I like the first one. I mean, as we talked about, there are issues with both. People are terrible, but we're watching horror movies, or they're supposed to die. If all these people were good people, it would be you'd feel really bad. You wouldn't really want to watch that movie. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. I I don't know. I can't honestly think of a you know you do, you want to know what a horror movie is where the good people die? Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, feel, or like fucking Schindler's List. Like it's yeah. not, it's not it's a good. Like these aren't are those fun. movies that you want to rewatch again. You're like, oh man, like I love watching good people die. No, yeah, You're like no. kill the bad guys. Like, geez yeah. Louise. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just excited to finish up the trilogy and see where they're gonna wrap everything up. Uh, you know, otherwise, I'm just keeping my mind open. I, I've said my prediction on what I think could happen with the town folk and them being weird. I really love yeah. the idea, the premise of all the actors from the first two movies playing their ancestors in the third movie together, which is cool. It kind of gave me some like miracle workers vibes. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I -hmm. haven't seen any of it, but just like the idea of like, Oh, it's the same people. Like, Oh, like that, that was like, and I think it was because of it being a period piece. Um, But but yeah, I was immediately thinking of that. What was that show? See, and I'm uh, this is how young I am for the older people listening. But what was that very quantum leap where that dude yeah. like went like body to body and like you mean Scott Bakula like, jumping through the world, say through people's bodies and saving the world? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's Joe. It's kind of yeah. like that, but I think I like I'm very curious uh what direction they're gonna go in because 
they're like we Sam's still possessed. You know what I mean? Like we still yeah. have to fix that issue too. Like so, it's I'm assuming we're gonna come back. It's not like yeah. So and so, but I like the way they've done it so far. I like how they've tied in. I, I like what they're doing. I like the errors they've made are like forgivable to an extent for me. Like they're not bad. Like I do. I care about Sheila and what really happened to her. Not really. Yeah. It bugged me a little bit that they didn't answer that question a little bit. Yeah. You know, but I. In either way, I'm just like, dude, I'm I'm really enjoying these, so I, I can't wait till the next one. Yeah, man. Um, so with that being said, you know, uh, my name is Thomas Simpson. Uh, and I'm want, Kellen Metcalf. Yeah, and, if you would uh, like to follow us, please, uh, Kellen, hit them up with uh, our stuff and your stuff. So you can, if you've got any ideas of, say, like, oh, man, it'd be super cool if these, these guys watched this movie or this show or anything like that, uh, you can contact us at our email. You can email us at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter uh, for it. We are at ObserversCast. Um, stop just, saying, stop saying that. We are at ObserveCast. Stop. We are at our, our we are at ObserveCast. Uh, we are at ObserveCast. You can uh, shoot us a, a, a line there. Uh, any you know anything you'd like there. Um, any if you could. We're, I mean, we're on like every platform. If you want to just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that is incredibly helpful for new podcasts starting out. Tell your friends if this is something that you enjoyed. Um, you know, tell your friends to listen to it. Um, if you know, and also let us know if this is something you enjoy. If this is content that you you like. It's it helps for us to know, like, oh, this is this is something that people are enjoying. Um, if you, uh, yeah, just you know, spread the word around. Uh, if you Please. want to, if you want to follow me for whatever strange reason on anything, um, I am at cool golem, cool underscore golem. Uh, on everything um you we can we can go on twitter we can talk about you know boromir is mostly what i talk about on twitter um and uh yeah you know just uh just shoot us a line um yeah yeah all right and uh i am thomas stimson uh you can follow me as always at horn of gondor that's a lie uh, that's already taken. I don't get that one. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's follow- a good Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good handle. You saw about Boromir, so I was like, yeah, "Hey, yeah, this is my boy." Uh, so yeah, no, uh, you can follow me at Stimpy is King. S T I M P Y I S K I N G. You know, follow me on Twitter if you'd like this podcast, or if you'd like to support my other podcast that I do with my other two brothers. You can follow us. We are at Stimson Ain't Easy, S-T-I-M-P-S-O-N. The English word that's on the word ain't, A-I-N apostrophe T, easy, like Sunday morning, E-A-S-Y. We just finished our 12th episode. We'll be doing our 13th soon. Come along, join us. And yeah, to anybody out there listening, please rate, review, subscribe, like. Do all those things. And please contact us. Let us know what you're enjoying, what things that you might be more interested in than others, because I will let you all in a little peek behind the curtain if you guys don't write into us and let us know what it is that you enjoy or what you would prefer for us to talk about. Then you may end up with reviews for such classics as Jesse the Body Ventura's 1990 sci-fi time-traveling movie that Kellum just told me about, where he's like, 
Abraxas? We talking yeah. about Abraxas? Yeah. And Y'all that, don't those, watch Abraxas. Yeah. You, if you'd like, though, you can make us watch it. I mean, Kellum already watched it, but you can make <laughs> me watch it and we yeah. can review it. Or if you really are like, don't do that, then yeah. write it to us because, yeah, we're going back and forth and uh, Kellum's going to start knocking some stuff out. And Kellum, I know you guys don't know him very well yet, but he has an eclectic taste. So. Y'all, you if, you like don't, if you don't get at me right now, we're just going to this is going to be an Abraxas cast where we're going to we're going to do the worst idea of all time. And we're just going to do Abraxas every day for 30 days. Like that's going to be <laughs> just deal with it. Yeah. So get yeah. on there and tell me to not. Please. Yeah, please contact us. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, you know, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do for us. All the listeners, you know, you make us feel good when we see the analytics and you know, it shows that you care. So thank you for that. Until next time, we are out. See ya.